0: Previously, on Hacker Valley Red. I worked in counter piracy operations off the coast of Somalia, stopping pirates from getting on board sort of commercial vessels. The insider will actually recruit other people within the company to help them steal information or commit fraud.
1: Really, the attackers are really playing on this human need to be connected to other people.
0: Axonius has crossed the chasm, the first company to solve the cybersecurity asset management problem. Gartner has recognized cyber asset attack surface management chasm as a category in their hype cycle for network security 2021 report. Axonius gives its customers a comprehensive, always up to date asset inventory, helps uncover security gaps and automates as much of the manual remediation as you want. Take a look at Exonius and give your team's time back to work on the high value cyber initiatives they were trained to do. What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the finale of Hacker Valley Red Season 2 themed A Hacker's Mind. When we first got started on the Hacker Valley Red journey, we wanted to create and cultivate a community to help others learn more about the offensive side of cybersecurity. And throughout this journey, we learned that we needed help, not just help from our guests, but also help to produce the show. The person that we had in mind has actually been on season one and season two of Hacker Valley Red, and this person is Alyssa Knight. We have some exciting news to share with everyone about the future of Hacker Valley Red and the new direction that the show is going to be going. To kick us off, we decided to bring Alyssa back on to the season and discuss the future of Hacker Valley Red, along with some of the things that we hope to accomplish in the future. We really appreciate everyone for listening and supporting us throughout this journey. And without further ado, let's jump right into the episode.
1: What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with your hosts, Ron and Chris.
0: Yes, sir. Welcome back
1: to the show.
0: Glad to be back again. And I'm actually having a bit of nostalgia here on this Hacker (laughs) Valley Red season. And it's because we brought in someone that was already on this current season and the last season and might be here for time after time again. We have with us (laughs) Alyssa Knight and some exciting news to share. But before we intro Alyssa again, Chris, what do we have to share here? we are passing the
1: baton. We are passing the sword on to another person. We couldn't think of a better host to host Hacker Valley Red going forward than Alyssa. Alyssa is a powerhouse (laughs) of a hacker, a powerhouse of a content creator. But Alyssa, for the folks that don't know who you are just yet, and they should, tell us a little bit about your background and what you're doing today.
2: Uh, Chris, I don't know if we have enough time in the show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, thank you so much for that intro. I'm a recovering hacker. I I started hacking at 13, arrested for hacking a government network at 17, went to work for the U.S. intelligence community, started and sold several cybersecurity startups, um, became a filmmaker in cybersecurity, creating short films for cybersecurity vendors, published author, hacking connected cars branded API security hacker and hacking mHealth apps, healthcare, transportation, and financial services, just doing everything I can and trying to squeeze as much as I can into a single lifetime.
1: And you do a daggone good job doing it. Super bittersweet for us because we made these seasons, we made Hacker Valley Blue, we made Hacker Valley Red, and we did two seasons a piece. And we love doing these seasons. It's almost like these traveling and evergreen conferences that people can enjoy about a specific subject within the red side or the blue side. And we felt that it was time to expand not only the the show itself, but also the Hacker Valley family. So it it is beyond an honor for us to be able to say that you are part of our family and that you're going to be taking this moving forward. But as a bit of a wrap up for Hacker Valley red, uh, we were going to talk about some of our biggest takeaways to be quite honest with you. I know it sounds like we say this quite often, but this season was beyond incredible. We had some great stories. We had great guests, great takeaways about the mind of a hacker first Ron, I wanted to ask you what What has been one of your biggest takeaways when it came to this season?
0: This season, honestly, (laughs) I'm a bit biased and I'm not gonna name (laughs) favorites here, but of course one of the episodes that impacted me most was the episode that we did with Alyssa on hacking fire. And you know, this was all about (laughs) the interoperability of healthcare systems. I am someone who takes health very seriously. I love, you know, collaborating with my doctors. I love collaborating with other experts that can help me kind of perform as an, as an athlete, as even a mental athlete, and learning that this information could be compromised. And in fact, I didn't even know I could take this information home with me. I started to ask my doctors, how do I export this information that you have in your systems? But really, the the biggest impact that came from this season was the episode that we had with Alyssa, and just learning yeah. the flaws that are out there, along with the opportunities that people have when it comes to being a bug bounty researcher being a someone that is on the offensive side of the house. It it showed me the flaws, but it also showed me so much of the opportunities and I really loved it.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: it was a good, good <laughs> episode. The Some of the episodes that I really appreciated and the things that I took away it was on the psychology side of it, mm-hmm. because we not only had Lori, who was talking about the mind of a criminal hacker, but then we also had Lisa Forte talking about the mind of the hacked, the people that get duped into doing things that they wouldn't normally do. And I know, Alyssa, you are a fan of Lisa's. So what is it about Lisa that makes you a big fan of hers?
2: Lisa is one of those women who's just a trailblazer, you know, it's, it's, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: look, there's a lot of incredibly talented, incredibly brilliant people out there right now. It's where, you know, I don't remember 20 years ago when I first started doing this, that there was ever this concept of a cybersecurity influencer, and, you know, right. we didn't have the sort of luminaries and influencers uh, that we have today. And I think it's it's such a good thing. Lisa is brilliant. She's, you know, she's incredibly smart. She's just amazing, um, you know, and she's producing great content. Uh, so it's, yes. it's I'm a huge fan of hers. I'm definitely drunk on the Lisa Forte Kool-Aid, uh, you know, but there's, <laughs> and there's amazing, and the thing is, is that, it's so difficult and it's a huge honor for me to take over this baton and to be the new host because here's the thing. There's only a certain number of episodes you can do in a single season and there's so many amazing other Lisa Fortes out there. There's right. amazing people doing some amazing things on the red side of the house and you can't you can't have an episode for every single one of them. You've had some amazing guests on the show this season as well as last season. Absolutely adore Chris you know, a lot of the people that you had on this show this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited for the next season. And, and I, and I, <laughs> this is just such a huge honor for me to be doing this and taking this over. I, I, I hold a great deal of respect over what you guys have built. And I look forward to seeing, you know, what I can do with that. And I'm excited for what's to come. And, you know, I, I have a great deal of appreciation for what you guys have built. You know, I take that seriously.
0: So we created Hacker Valley Media and also Hacker Valley Studio, along with Red, Blue and all the other shows that we now produce because we found a need for them. We found a need that people needed this advocacy, especially when we created Hacker Valley Studio. There was almost this shortage of humanity within the technical space. Everybody was using technology to influence people, but what about the people to influence technology? So we were like, this is, an, is a great opportunity for Chris and I to showcase the, the things that we know about you know, ourselves and what has made us perform like mental athletes, along with highlighting the stories of others. And then we found Hacker Valley Red. We, we saw that there was a huge gap of knowledge and stories and opportunities out there that people wanted to learn about the offensive side of the house, but wanted to flip it on you, Alyssa. And Kind of see what is the gap that you're hoping that you can fill when it comes to taking over the show of Hacker Valley Red.
2: Let's put the pink elephant out in the room. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My content is different. It's very different. You know, if you look at the short films that I create, if you look at the white papers that I write, it is through the lens of an adversary, which, you know, I think is a, a, a lot of the reason why you guys chose me for this role. I've always told that story through that hacker's view through the through that perspective of the adversary and i really want to i really want to continue that with hacker valley red because there is a side to that story there's a side there's a story to every side blue team red team attacker defender and we always usually hear from the defender we always usually hear it from the perspective of you know, those who are trying to defend against the attackers, but we rarely hear from the attacker themselves. And I appreciate that. I want to, I want to give that, provide that platform to breakers to be able to talk about their tactics and techniques, talk about what drives them and fuels them. You know, we, we, we understand, we know what fuels defenders and you know, what their thought processes are as they're evaluating, analyzing events, intrusion detection system, logs, you know, whatever it may be. But what about the tools and the tactics and techniques uh, for the adversaries? So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And being able to really have a new platform to be able to share those stories and that perspective through Hacker Valley Red is going to be amazing. And I, I look forward to what we can do with it.
1: One of the main reasons we wanted to bring you on for the finale is not only to convey that you're you're taking the baton, you're going to take Hacker Valley Red to new heights, but also because of what you just recently experienced. You just spent a lot of time researching and hacking an entire industry, <laughs> but it wasn't met with the applause that we were hoping yeah. for. It was met with very mixed reactions. Some people were upset that you found all these vulnerabilities, you found where they're could be some growth in the entire industry. Walk us through what that experience was like, Where, what it looked like from launching the research and then getting some of the reception that you got.
2: Yeah, and I think that's kind of why I love to give a voice to the breakers, to the red team, to the attacker, is because we aren't always appreciated by everyone right? So, you know, it's kind of like good guy, bad guy. You know, in movies, you're always rooting for the protagonist. You're always rooting Mm -hmm. for the hero. When do you ever see someone rooting for, you know, the antagonist? And so I, I think that's kind of what attracts me to telling this side of the story. If you look at the Defenders on Twitter, if you look at Blue Teamers on Twitter, They're always applauded for being able to detect that or respond to that, but you never really always see everyone carte blanche supporting and rooting for (laughs) the breaker, right? So, and that was exactly what happened in this case with FIRE. And me publishing that report, it was met with a lot of anger and a very visceral response from the fire community that really mm-hmm. misunderstood the the impetus for the report and what it was and also what it wasn't chris i mean there are a lot of misperceptions about what exactly it was people right. were telling me i didn't follow the proper format for an open disclosure advisory and did I follow proper disclosure rules and not understanding that this was marketing collateral? This was a marketing asset created for a client that happened to also uncover systemic vulnerabilities in something that affects all of us. We're all patients, mm-hmm. right? So, you right. know, it's, it's interesting. And I think, you know, Ron kind of, you know, hit the nail on the head there. You know, it's, we all need to care about this. Uh, it's just like i said in in our episode you know i mean i can send you a new debit card in the mail because it's been compromised but i can't how do i send you new patient records or new health history because it was compromised yeah. you can't i want to thank those who did stand up but i did also have a large amount of support there were a lot of people right. that came up and said no, you got I mean, there were people that were attacking the drawings in the paper the the illustrations, you know, and not focusing on the real problem and so you know the the support definitely outweighed the bad. I did have one individual come out on Twitter publicly apologizing for attacking me. Unfortunately, one individual even attacked my gender identity in this all related oh, to uh, uh this white paper. You know, it kind of reminds right. me of that Jerry Maguire scene, you know, where he's like, it was just a mission statement, you know, Right. It was, like, <laughs> it was just a mission statement, but right. you know, it's, it's, uh, you just don't know how a specific advisory or something of this nature is going to affect people when you are a breaker. And I think that's what mm-hmm. I really love and honor about the show that you guys have created is it gives that voice to breakers and allows them to tell their story. And you get to know hackers in a way that isn't portrayed by Hollywood, isn't portrayed by the news, you know, like that whole hashtag, this is what a hacker looks like. And, and I Mm -hmm. love that you guys have, have really uh, respected that and, and brought that to the show. So hashtag more, please. No,
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we really appreciate that. One of the great things about this particular season, episode one, we went into empathy deep with Chris Hadnagy because he believes that you can hack, you can break with empathy and leave people better off for having met you. And I believe that that really goes both ways, right? Whenever you share this information, it's to help. It's not to harm or to hurt. But when people receive that information and they don't have empathy for you, the time, the attention, the expertise, the the creative thinking, the time it takes to to produce a product like that and put it out into the world, the the marketing that goes into being on our show, being on other shows and sharing your work, people don't seem to think about that. What role does empathy play for you from a hacking perspective?
2: I think... Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you really captured it, Um, but, you know, at least I feel like if we bring the stories of hackers and breakers to the world and, and how, and provide these unique perspectives and these unique stories, because every single person's story is different, I think it helps build that empathy and support, you know, because if you don't, if you don't speak up, if you don't say something, if you don't, if you don't show this side of things of this side of cybersecurity, you automatically just stereotype all breakers all hackers as bad Mm. all you know just like these soulless (laughs) criminals right you know (laughs) i feel like this helps build that empathy and a different understanding a better understanding of what it is that we do and how difficult it is just like not all blue teamers are built the same not all red teamers are built the same you have some Mm -hmm. red teamers that focus just on web application security, you have those like myself who, who focus more on the arcane side of things like hacking, you know, uh, embedded systems and industrial control systems and headless assets, you know, and then you have those who are generalists and will really kind of hack anything on the network, even a printer. But I mean, you don't fully understand that, know that until you you hear the story. And you know what, Chris, Ron, I'm reminded of a quote from Sun Tzu. In order to defeat mm-hmm. your enemy, you need to know your enemy. You need to know mm-hmm, who your yep. enemy is. Not that red teamers are the enemy, but it gives you a glimpse into that mindset of people that like to take things apart and believe mm-hmm. that whatever can be made by humans can be broken by humans.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned the fact that we don't necessarily know what, red teamers, hackers look like, you know, everyone is yeah. different. Everyone is so unique in their own way. One of the things that we were really impressed with about you was how you present yourself. It's inspiring for us. You know, like once we hung out with you and especially on the Aww. video, we're like, we got to step our game up. We got to you know, show yeah. the world that we can present ourselves as professionals, as, as black oh, men, you, right. but also as hackers. And I think mm-hmm. you just take it to the next level. What we're going to do with Hacker Valley Red is introduce that video component. I think we have the the perfect oh, opportunity to yeah. show people you know what goes on inside of a hacker's home right you're You're, you're going to be interviewing <laughs> guests with your video on, yeah. and they're going to be shocked because Alyssa literally has the best studio in the world. Oh, I'm God. putting money on it <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that means a lot
2: coming from from you guys. It's cool because for me, I feel like. The oldest millennial just turned 40 years old, right? We're Mm -hmm. we're dealing with a completely different market of buyers, of decision makers. You have, you know, Gen Z that are coming into the workforce and they want to work differently than than millennials and millennials want to work differently Gen X. And, you know, and so I think that the generation today, the cybersecurity engineer today it's way different than the cybersecurity engineer that I grew up with 20 years ago. You know, yeah. we, we downloaded 20, 30-page white papers. We got excited when you could find a white paper on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, today, <laughs> we're surrounded by so much information, so many free training courses, securitytube.net. You know, SANS Institute, SANS didn't even exist when I started in security. You know, that's that's how old I am. But you know, the thing is is that it it's it's no it's not about whether or not the training or the information or anything exists. It's how do we want to consume that information? How do what are the kinesthetic learning styles for each and every one of us? And a lot of the ge- the generation today absorb really consume that through video and you know it's 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 you know the tiktok generation it's it's now now youtube videos are too long so youtube has developed youtube shorts you know and it's it's but it's all driven around video and as a matter of fact more than 70 80 percent of our work now at night inc is short films client clients Mm. want videos because that's how you you are affecting today's today's security engineer, uh, at that visceral level that you want to touch with your content.
1: Obviously video is such a huge component that we haven't dipped into as much as we should have. Mm -hmm. The reason why my studio even looks the way it does right now is because of you. So what excites you the most about being able to do Hacker Valley red with a video component?
2: You know, my whole life, I've been so fascinated by film and video, you know, I mean, but don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I love to read. Uh, I'm a huge reader, obviously as a, as a, as an author. So I believe in the power of books and, and I really wish more people would read. You are able to touch all of the senses with video, the visual, the auditory, you know, it's that you can't with just just a paper, just a white paper or, or just a podcast. I think what excites me is being able to, to show the audience what a hacker looks like and, and, Mm. you know, beyond the hashtag campaign and that, you know, we're just, it's funny because I'm reminded of this comment that someone had made in a meeting that I had with HL seven health level seven international with this fire hacking campaign, someone had said, I'm afraid to give any details to Alyssa Knight because I'm afraid she's gonna target me next. And it's and it mm. really kind of plays back into that us versus them narrative mm. and you know, us being any kind of hacker being evil or you know, not understanding the difference between a white hat and a black hat. And so I think, you know, it it really changed for that individual once I got on a video call with them and they saw like oh, you know, she's nice or, oh, you know, she doesn't look threatening or, you know, and I, I feel like bringing the the visual aspect to storytelling for hackers, for red teamers re- will really help reinforce that you don't have to be scared of us. We're not all bad. We have you know, we have dogs too. We have cats too. We yeah. have, you know, we have a messy office too, you know, or, you know, we're, we, are we, you know, that whole thing of, you know, we, we bleed too, you know, but
0: Definitely. I mean, I
2: think, I think it will just go to helping reinforce the storytelling of who we are and why, why we do it and, and being able to combine, you know, the audio with the video. And, and as part of that story, uh, I think will help, and I think make it more engaging. I mean, you know we're now talking about the metaverse. you guys have your your yeah. your new show? you know I mean this new version of the internet, and I think everything is changing and and I think we need to work to keep up with that because everyone wants to consume content differently now and and a lot of that is around video,
0: so I gotta ask, we have a lot of listeners on the podcast, and they sometimes give us great referrals to guests that they want to listen to or even guests that we've asked about. Like, hey, does anybody know this person? If you had to put a bolo out and you had this (laughs) dream guest, maybe you've already spoken to them. But for Hacker Valley Red, who would be the guest that you would be most excited to have on on the next season?
2: You know, this is going to some of you may laugh. You know, I I think it would be the legends that started it all. I think Mm, it would be... I like that. Loft Heavy Industries, TASO Mm. Crew, you know, like... The, like the, right. the people that we grew up with, Chris and Ron, like the people we yeah. grew up with, the ones who started it all, Rainforest Puppy, who yeah. remembers Rainforest Puppy, you know, <laughs> r and you know, and I would want to just interview the greats, the ones who just kind of started it and, you know, at stake, you know, the ones who just kind of formed what we enjoy today and really influenced a lot of that and and the original you know the original full disclosure or open disclosure kind of uh, you know kingpins if you will you know <laughs> in the industry i think i think that would be my answer you know the dr mudges of the world and uh mm-hmm. you know some of those others that that just you don't really know what they're doing anymore you know it's it i i think it's a very common google you know google term is what is this person doing now where yeah, is this person at yeah. now? What if we were to do that with Hacker Valley Red? Like, where's Rainforest Ooh. Puppy now? Or where's Dr. Mudge now? Or, you know, um, uh, Crunch, you know? Like, all of those. Yeah. Just the greats would be amazing.
1: That sounds incredible. We might have to make that happen next year. <laughs> Alyssa, now is usually the time where I I do the the golden question. For those that don't realize that we do a golden question, we always do a question at the very end that could apply to someone out there that's listening and be able to use that information tomorrow. But I would figure it would only be fitting instead of me asking the golden question is to pass it over to you when it comes to the podcast when it comes to Hacker Valley Red, the folks that we've talked with, passing it over to you. What is that one question that you would want to ask Ron and I as you take the helm and take us to new heights?
2: Oh, man. <laughs> that's, oh, that's good. Okay. On the spot. <laughs> the pressure, the pressure <laughs> question. How have you two grown over the, 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 since the first episode? How have you changed? And how has the show changed that- you?
1: Is a huge question, but he, here it is.
2: Oh, man, I, lived <laughs> you I lived up to you. I lived up to it. That
1: was that was a great question. <laughs> All Both right. from the very first right. Hacker Valley Studio episode to the very first Hacker Valley Red episode, each step of the way, we grow with every conversation that we have with each individual when you can surround yourself with talented, incredible and powerful people and be able to ask all the questions that you could ever think of, for over 200 episodes, you can't help but to learn by osmosis, you can't help but to learn and take the the great things from each conversation that you have, and just everything that isn't useful, you 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 toss it to the side, like Bruce Lee would say, but just being able to talk to all these great people. Every conversation, we feel like we get better.
2: So you, you—it's almost like it. Kind of every episode, the good things. you, you make that a part of you, and and you, it and every you every single forward.
1: conversation. Wow. Because I mean, life is really That's all about answer. stories, right? And and experiences, mm-hmm. and, experiences and people and, and conversations. And, yeah. All of these things yeah. add up to who you are as a person, and to be able to really ask those deep questions and. Discover who people were as children, learn about the challenges that they had growing up, realize what drives them in technology or in art and creation and all these different things. I mean, where else in the world can you do something like that? So I feel like this is such an awesome place that we can just learn and grow constantly through the people that we bring onto the show.
2: Mm. Yeah, hanging your ego at the door and just just taking it all in yep. no matter who you're with. Yeah. I dig that. What about you, Ron?
0: So, I'm a fanboy of a lot of things and people and ideas. <laughs> and one of the ter- like one of the the quotes that I heard a while ago was kill your heroes early. And mm-hmm. by having some of my heroes mm-hmm. on the podcast and just by way of speaking to them, they've helped me kill that idea that I had of them. That that false version of who they really are just because Mm. of what I've seen or read, I'm able to really uncover what's deeper inside and find that, you know, really what's in my heroes, the the people that I'm a fan of, is really within myself, I I kind of been able to reclaim some power and, and visualize and actualize the things that I'm great at by showing you know, my value to others through the podcast, but also by showing the value of the great podcast guests. And also, we've had a few of our listeners on the podcast, and they've been able to kind of reach that same goal. They've been able to look at Chris and I and say, hey, you all are just regular people just doing a podcast that we happen to enjoy. And it inspires them to, you know, finally tackle and and, and, uh, start moving towards their ultimate mission in life. So that's really been like the eye opening experience for me that I've learned about myself and also have been able to see other people learn within them also.
2: Yeah, I you know, I really believe that the entire industry owes the both of you a huge amount of gratitude uh for what you guys have built and are continuing to build. Uh, you know, you 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 formed the path for a lot of people and and lifted an entire community. So, you know, I am very grateful and honored to to take on this new role and and will respect it moving forward knowing that I'm taking over something very special to the both of you uh and and will appreciate the fact that how much work and how much of your life went into building it and will will work to make you proud as as the new host and and what I'm able to take over and and sort of make my own uh, moving
1: forward, we can't wait to see what you do. For the folks that want to stay up to date with you and patiently wait for your very first episode of Hacker Valley Red, what are the best ways that people can do that?
2: YouTube, baby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about yeah. video,
2: YouTube, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter at uh, Alyssa Knight, and definitely subscribe to and and hit that bell icon on my YouTube channel because that's where all my new content goes first.
0: Thank you for joining us again, and we'll see everyone next time.
2: Thanks, bro.
1: If you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us if you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over
0: coffee. Thank you.